0: Welcome to We Have Fun. <gasps> we welcome back. To we have have welcome fun. to We Have Fun. We back, back. welcome to We Have Fun. welcome to We Have Fun. 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 We have fun.
1: We have fun. We have fun. We have We have fun. Uh, have you ever seen those videos where people are at their hairdresser or their barber or however you want to call it? I think this is technically a hairdresser because barbers are a little bit more no frills. But what's the advantage of the people that light your hair on fire and then very rapidly comb it out? Um, I ask you, Douglas. Right. Because you know.
0: Right. Because I routinely light people's hair on this
1: question is in no way rhetorical right i Um, need an answer from you well i'll tell you why i do it okay please i
0: like the thrill of setting people on fire right um and it's really a challenge of hey like this will be fun to try to beat the clock Mm. so to speak the clock being third degree birds right um but hey if i fail no skin off my back skin off their head no sure, skin off yeah. my back
1: it just seems so like maybe they just do it for the internet and they don't really do it because I, I just I don't know um, there's also the the uh, the clippers swinging like a pendulum right to what end
0: Um. well I think in that instance <clears throat> and this is just me speaking
1: from experience once mm-hmm. again uh, as a licensed barber right you and know, esthetician
0: you know the old swinging scythe routine from the Middle Ages? Sure. It's like that. Oh, okay. Uh, if we lop something off that mm-hmm. ought not have been lopped off... Mm-hmm.
1: It'll grow back.
0: No skin on my back.
1: Right. Right. Um, What's
0: okay. a couple of years among friends?
1: I mean, I've been Ask say- Van Gogh. I've been saying it. Uh, it just seems... It just seems weird. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of internet videos. (laughs) And that that routinely comes up. I like watching people work with their hands in a job well done. So, like, barber videos come out a lot. Okay. Big fan of those. Especially with, like, when it requires um, straight razor shaving and stuff like that. Barber Streisand. Sure. And then I have also been really into um, restoration videos. Have you ever watched these restoration videos? No, I have not. Oh, they're fascinating. You should watch them. Very soothing, almost at like an asthma level. I guess that's how we're... I always said it was ASMR, but I've heard no less than 20 people in the past two weeks call it asthma. Well,
0: those people are stupid because that's not a word.
1: Okay. So, um, these asthma videos, restoration videos... You are also Stupid. I've been called and it's worse. actually making me mad. I've been called worse by better people. <laughs> wow, um, where they take you don't like know anyone better than me. That's, well, uh, um, the except they, Ben. Yeah, that's true. We now that you said his name, I bet he calls in by the end of this episode. Probably say his name three times. Ben, Ben,
0: Ben,
1: Ben. Take Oh my god. But these restoration videos where, people, where these guys take, like, really, like, old, degraded, very rusted up tools or whatever. Usually it's, like, kitchen knives and stuff like that. Right. And they clean them up and they restore them. And they're usually, like, 20, 25 minutes long. Absolutely spellbinding. Really? They are. I mean, they're really my bread and butter. They – it's, like – just, just c- completely captivating. What happens there? The noises, because everything gets sped up like five or six times, because you know it's a process. Yeah. And it's like really interesting to see the w- different ways that different people do it. So you see, it like, excuse me,
0: you just see kind of like all come off very,
1: yeah, quickly
0: to you, but yeah. it's actually taking like,
1: yeah. After this, we'll we'll watch a quick one, but um. The kitchen knives are fun because everybody's got a different way that they do it. And and knives are like a really easy thing because it's just the single piece of whatever. But like I watched some dude um, restore a rebar cutter from like the 30s. And that's multiple pieces. He had to like mill his own like nuts and bolts.
0: (laughs) He had to mill his nuts.
1: Yeah. Because and this is the thing is like the, (laughs) the deeper you get into it. The more you kind of learn about like metalwork and stuff like that, and like how you treat steel and stuff like that, like he was saying that he had to mill his own nuts and bolts because said it again. nuts and bolts that you get at a department store or something like that they are zinc coated, mm. and so when you blew them, for you uh, Arrested Development fans, he had blue nuts. For yeah, <laughs> when you blew them, which I don't remember exactly what the solution is, but it basically makes it. uh Resistant to like superficial cuts and stuff like that. Okay. Who fucking knew? But you can't. Not you I. can't do that to zinc. I guess it doesn't it doesn't hold. So you have to make sure that it's like real steel. Zinc don't sink. Like as the, you're always saying. You know, like the Gerard Butler movie. No, it wasn't Gerard Butler. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Same person. Yep. Same <laughs> person. It's the same person. A
0: Scotsman and an Aussie. Same person.
1: What is Aussie if not Ozyland? If you will. Mm-hmm. If not the Wales. Nope. If not the Scots. Nope. If not the Scotland of the South. <laughs> not the Scotch. Uh, I mean, it I is know. what it is. I feel like New Zealand would be the
0: Wales of the South. Yeah, you might be right. The Welsh. The Welsh. The Welshington. Like Wellington, but Welsh. Mm, you're so
1: clever. Thank you. I've always said that about you, Doug. Because I'm better than you. All right. And so... It's a, it's a lot of stuff, but you can, like, use, um, like, just, like, regular sandpaper and different, like, hand tools to get the, the what-have-you off. Or some pe- Like, there's one dude in particular that uses uh, electrolysis. I don't know what that is. So you get, like, a, a pan. Pan shot! You, basically, you get a pan, and then you, you pour some sort of powder all over it. I don't know if it's an acid or a base or, or something, but... It's probably probably a base, but anyway, you, you pour that on, and then you put in the water, and then you hook it up to uh, like a car battery or mm-hmm. some shit, and uh, electricity goes through it, and it, like, separates all the impurities, the rust, from, right. the, from the good stuff, and then you pull it out, and you get a wire brush, and you just clean it off a little bit, and oh, man, that wire brush sped up to, like, 32 times. <sighs> it's so satisfying. It's... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. But, and then, you know, when they get, especially when the Japanese, when you watch like a Japanese guy do it, mm-hmm. cause then you know, like if it's like an American guy, they do a like, lot
0: of things with their own hands yeah.
1: to begin with. Well, and they take such special care. So if you get like an American guy redoing like a, a rebar cutter or like an old, um, like metal clamp or something like very Americana and like right. flannel and burl then, like, that's, you know, something. But, like, right. when you get, like, a Japanese guy restoring an old, like, chef's knife... Yeah. And they take so much care with it, and they have, like, nine different whetstones that they, they put it over, and... Uh,
0: Craftsmanship is very important to the Japanese Oh, culture. my
1: God, it's, like, paramount. Oh, yeah. So, they... Like, those ones are, are good to watch, too, because, like, just, just the gentleness with it, it's really spellbinding, like I say. You should... you know what it's not for everybody and I get that but I really think that I'm talking to the right crowd here right Uh, all four of us all four of us me you and brother Steve (laughs)
0: Um, I did watch in that same vein Mm -hmm. I did watch Jiro Dreams of Sushi the other night Mm -hmm. which don't watch it late at night unless you have sushi at hand oh okay because you will be starving for sushi here's the thing I don't care for sushi. Oh, we get out. I don't.
1: Well, all right. Out. Here's Leave. the other thing I'm going to hit you with. I've <laughs> never had sushi. Okay, we're going to change that. But here's the thing. I don't really have a want. Well, I do. All right. I do want. sushi Then explain right now. to me exactly what it is about sushi. The taste. Okay. It. T- all right. It tastes wonderful. Okay. All right, Doug. Okay. Okay, Doug. Okay, Doug. Okay. 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 Thank you. That's um, dangle. So is it like a melt in your mouth thing? Because I no you chew you chew you chew chew and swallow
0: it's food hmm it's not chocolate i don't it's
1: know food. <laughs> i don't know how i feel what kind of psychopath just waits for the chocolate to melt in their uh, gullet before they swallow people that eat dove uh, i or eat dove lindor truffles okay lindor that's what like one of the jokes that i never really got to tell is like poor people should not have nice chocolate because we don't appreciate nice chocolate. You watch a rich person eat nice chocolate, and they mm. they indulge. They mm. eat one square of Ghirardelli at a time, and they're like mm. flipping over in their mm. mouth. Yeah, and they're like hitting on all the notes, and they're writing reports on it with <laughs> citations. They're chocolate sommeliers. I got a bag of Lindor truffles for Christmas. It was gone in three hours. I ate that like popcorn. <laughs> really, just <zoop. laughs> it just pops up in the air. You just. You pull it tight that it pops up and then you that's another. Exactly. That's, <laughs> I like this chocolate. Another
0: And I'm I'm picturing in my mind that you have trained your cat to just like whip one with its tail right into your
1: mouth. Oh no, those little shit they're batting up with their hands. Their cat hands. Ah. Their cans. <laughs> is that still the same part of the body? <laughs> um
0: but Jiro dreams of sushi. Yeah. Just the the same craftsmanship goes into like every mm-hmm. piece of food that they serve at his restaurant. Is it
1: like a binging with Babish thing? Uh-huh. What? Oh, okay. So binging with Babish is like it's another it's a food channel on YouTube. Uh huh. But he makes everything POV. Ah, uh, it's a, it's it's interesting.
0: P-O-V stands for point of view. It sure does. Um, I do not
1: know. He's good. I, I probably wouldn't eat really anything that he makes. But what does he make? I mean, he, he... All right, so he makes, like... he Every now and again, like, he started off making things that were just, like, household foods with a twist. Right. So he'd make, like, a hamburger, but he'd use, like, some weird meat for the burger patty
0: find me a meat that isn't weird
1: well he would use like a veal or something like mm-hmm. he would just veal. get get strange with it and then for like a short time he was and i don't really keep up with this channel i don't sub but i find him every now and again and but he started making like sh- food that was on different shows and movies uh-huh so he made like a meat pie meat pie from meat game, pie. from game of thrones
0: oh hot pie
1: hot pie yeah meat pie meat pie yeah <laughs> and just doing a new pokemon doing stuff like Feet that no that's <laughs> that's probably uh what was it called food fight food fighters food fighters yeah a lot
0: of people confuse with
1: Foo fighters well you probably could i don't know how far it would get you but
0: yeah i mean who's who's talking about food fighters in 2020 not me uh we are right now no we're talking about food fighters oh there was have you
1: watched the jeff goldblum thing the show um a little bit did you watch the barbecue episode i didn't watch the barbecue episode he does a segment on
0: it with a girl who has a youtube channel where she cooks her own korean barbecue Ooh! and they do a lot of like the top-down shots of everything and i was like oh my oh my god oh my god oh my god, looks
1: oh my god. So good only two seasons
0: of jeff goldblum
1: fighting food on that's what it was called I'd,
0: i think it was two different shows
1: Well, Food Fighters is a show on Food Network.
0: Alright, here we go. Pocket Monsters.
1: Because this is the one that was like... What song is that?
0: Food Fighters Toys. I had one of these. Are you sure? 1988's Mattel Food Fighters Toy Line.
1: Alright, then we're thinking of two different things here.
0: Here we go. Food Fighters was an action figure collection released by Mattel in 1989 proverbial for the concept of a food fight, the figures were all different types of anthropomorphic food dressed in military gear. Food fighters consisted of ten figures and three accessory toys. A refrigerator playset was also designed, but never produced. The characters were divided into two armies, the protagonist kitchen commandos and the antagonist refrigerator rejects. No, okay. Each figure was made of a soft, hollow plastic similar to a squeaky toy and included a small hand weapon and a removable backpack. The tagline on the figure's packaging read Combat at its Kookiest. But I think it might also be cookiest. But it's K O O K I E S T, so I guess kookiest. I guess they just for they forwent the pun.
1: Hmm. You hate to see it. You should always you should always take that opportunity.
0: The kitchen commandos wore black boots, green clothing, and carried red weapons, and they were
1: Oh my goodness,
0: this is fantastic. Can't wait. The character names Burger Deer General, who was a hamburger. Really? Major Munch, a donut, available with chocolate glaze or cherry glaze. Mm. Lieutenant Leg, a chicken drumstick. Sure. Sergeant Scoop, an ice cream cone, available as chocolate ice cream or sherbet. Sherbet. Private oh. pizza. I don't think I need to explain that one. The combat carton, an egg carton with a ketchup bottle can and holding a tomato-sliced missile on the top. The fry chopper, a frying pan helicopter with spatula blades. The refrigerator... Oh, the
1: refrigerator... I don't need to talk about that. Anymore. It was m- produced. Re- the refri- not produced. The
0: refrigerator rejects wore brown boots, black clothing, and carried blue weapons. <laughs> and they were... The Russians? <laughs> and they were... Including Kevin's new nickname... Mean Wiener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. A hot dog. Chip the Ripper, a chocolate chip cookie, also available as a macadamia cookie. Short Stack, a stack of pancakes available with maple syrup or blueberry
1: syrup. I don't like to believe that Short Stack could be evil.
0: Taco Terror, a taco. <laughs> Fat Frenchie, a box of french fries. And... The the barbecue bomber. A barbecue grill armed with a spatula catapult.
1: So we stand the the rejects. We do. We have to.
0: We do. Main wiener, taco terror, come on.
1: I mean, the barbecue, barbecue the cookie, bomber. the taco. What was it, fat ass Freddy? <laughs> fat Frenchie. Fat Frenchie. I feel like you're projecting something there. <laughs>
0: Let me see if I can find pictures. I had one of them. I just can't think which one we had.
1: Okay, so that's not what I was thinking of. No. I was thinking. We of, had the hot dog.
0: We had main wiener.
1: Well, I'll I mean, say.
0: I would almost. I am almost certain we had main wiener. That's a main wiener.
1: Now I gotta look up fighting food ons. <sighs> but, like, look at these dudes. Oh. See, I didn't. I thought those were squeaky toys.
0: Yeah. Because they look and act like it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did
1: squeak if you squeaked them. Well, See, everything's going to squeak if you squeak. This is what I was thinking of.
0: Right. I remember that show. Uh-huh. It was on... Probably Fox Kids. Fox. Was it Fox Kids or like the Saturday version? Wasn't it all the same? I genuinely don't know. I thought Fox Kids was just the afternoon.
1: After See, school. all right. So what got me about the show, right, is that the, the protagonist, I don't know what his name is. I guess his name's Chase, given the titles of these pictures. This kid looks like a video game character. Oh uh,
0: the obligatory yellow streak of right? in the front.
1: He looks like a kid on a game that came with a a demo disc for PlayStation One. And it, it involved like chasing down pigs. Is any of this familiar to you?
0: I never had a PlayStation. <sighs>
1: I don't know if it came out on any other consoles. Can you remember what it was called? Wait. I'm going to Google search this. Quest 64. Uh, PS one game, chase down hogs, and I'm going to see, there it is. Wow. Fucking Tomba. That's what it's called? Fucking Tomba. (laughs) All right, now tell me that this. Tell dangerous. me that this, just, like, you don't get the exact same energy. Yes. yes. Like the hair. I think like
0: I've seen that character before, dude.
1: This game was so weird because it was so. Char- wow, that is a glow up. Hold on. <laughs> Let me show you the box art for Tomba Two. <laughs> With the Unreal Engine. basically look at this glow.
0: up <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he actually has a neck, and he has like and limbs,
1: a chest, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in the <laughs> Bro, back. Bro, I got that neck. <laughs> the evil swine returns. Wow. Well, yeah, dude. Tomba. So demo discs famously only had one level in it. True. But like. True. It was just a really, really strange game, man. Like. Oh. It was. I thought it was pink pigs. What's and, pink pigs? And like the video, like the intro video, was really really charming, and it was very bright and inviting, and a game where, like, all I had was, like, we went over this what, two weeks ago, but, like, your Resident Evils and, like, dark, scary games or, like, fighting games or shooting games and then there was Tomba. Catch a pig! Catch a pig, man. And, uh...
0: They don't make games like that anymore. They really or if don't. if they do, it's, like, a crappy thing for the phone.
1: Yeah, like, I... That's why I think that I took to portal so much like I, I like games that are like a deviation from the norm it's yeah. like similar but different because like there's no killing right in portal and it's just like story and i don't know i think that like it's it, some it's a
0: puzzle p- game with story to it
1: I, I think that at some point we really got away as a culture from like anything that didn't require mass murder there was a while where all you could get were shooters. Mm -hmm. And it was like... It was sports games or shooters. And it was like, I don't know, man. Give me a brightly colored fun fucking game. That being said, I can't get into these weird, like, Japanese... RPGs or JRPGs, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just, they're like, those are bright and they're story based, but it's they're just, very dense. There's dude, it's like a 50 hour game every single time. And
0: I feel like even though none of them are related, you have to start with the ones released in like the eighties mm-hmm. to fully understand the systems used today.
1: That's what I appreciate about the final fantasies is like, you can skip four generations and pick up and it's like, it doesn't matter. They're all different games.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, i really been, played any of those, so, any of those like JRPGs.
1: Um, 7's a masterpiece, but I still like, I'm in and out on it. Yeah. I played 15 until I couldn't play it anymore And but I think I may have said this before but there is such a humongous That's like the newest one, right? Yeah. There's such a gigantic um, difficulty spike at the end of the game
0: yeah. where
1: like, even so with those games I know because normally I'm pretty tempted to just like, go, go, go but I know if Final Fantasy is that it it's a steep incline right so you have to really take your time and explore and fight every single battle so that you can grind without having to backtrack and grind mm-hmm. and then you'll eventually like a couple point, a couple points you'll find yourself a little bit behind but like for the most part like you're within striking distance of where you should be at any given time right and then in Final Fantasy fifteen mm-hmm. um the whole thing is that, like, at night, monsters get stronger. Now, I don't think that's ever been, like, a hard role throughout yeah. the entire universe. But, like, for this right. one, whatever, the nature of the beasts literally is that when it gets nighttime, they get stronger. I think okay. it's, like, a
0: Japanese thing. There's know. a lot of Japanese games that do that. The Zelda so, games are like that. Dead Rising as well.
1: Oh, really? Um, but, yeah, like, you're playing along <laughs> and, like, you know, if they actually, like, tell you, like, not to go out at night. Like, at night, you rest your characters and your party. Mm-hmm. And then like by the end of the game, something happens and it basically, you have to stop an eternal night Mm. and you're, you're without your party, I think, or maybe they're just so unhelpful that it felt like you're without your party. Uh And it's like you were fighting enemies and like by the end of the game, it's like they're like level 40 or whatever. And it's like not a huge deal. Whenever you come to and it's night again or it's night all the time. Like, everything jumps to, like, a level 60 or 70, mm. and you're still, like, a level 50.
0: Oh, so you're fighting an uphill battle. Oh,
1: my God. It's, and it's, like... Sisyphus. It's so bad. It's, like, seriously so bad that I I tried. I tried, and I tried, and I tried. I was like, well, I've already sunk, like, three days into this game. And he tried.
0: Oh, my God, do I try.
1: And I couldn't do it, and I shut it off, and that game beat me. So, oh, wow. again, it's one of the few games... Unfinished. I still have it. I'm pretty sure. I just I deleted the save file because I oh. needed space. Or so no, maybe my game, maybe the whole you thing. You don't crashed. have it anymore. <laughs> no, no, not really. So I just don't have on. the energy to go back through it. I didn't think it was that fun to begin with. I just really <laughs> wanted to. I wanted to beat an RPG as an adult. Right. Because like I I went through Final Fantasy as a kid. Because like that was like the thing that you do in the 90s as like an alt kid. As you played Final Fantasy VII and you liked it. God damn it. so I did it because I was told to do it and I didn't really know what was happening. Like I didn't really, I just basically like hammer fisted my way through the whole campaign. It's not even a campaign. It's a story, but I went through the whole story and I got as far as I could as a child, as an actual child. And I was like, this is fucking hard. Like I didn't know the child. I didn't know the whole like nights of the round, not even a glitch, but it's just like things that all these like lame ass neckbeard, basement dwellers put together to like help each other get through the game because it's so fucking difficult that it takes a village to beat it <laughs> and I didn't do all that it's like I didn't I wasn't in tune with all of that and I was like alright so when 15 came out it looked kind of interesting everybody was talking about how good of a game it was regardless of whether or not you played a Final Fantasy before so I was like alright fucking. It, it had cars it had cars in it yeah and it had like some callbacks like not really but sort of so are they all related? No.
0: Okay. No. They're like all in different universes, aren't they?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um, there's a lot of similarities between fifteen and seven. Like they, they they say like the same cities and stuff like that, and like they bring up some characters. I think, but like it may be just different characters with the same name. It's it's difficult to say. Um, like, the one of the main NPCs, her name is Cindy, and she is the granddaughter of a character named Sid. They don't go into whether or not it's Sid from Final Fantasy VII or not, I think. Is that Hideo Kojima? No. no Hideo he's, Kojima's he's, Gears. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Um, same thing. He, uh, anyway, one of the creators, I don't think he said, I think he was like, it's just another guy named Sid. That can happen sometimes. And I was like, yeah, not in not forced storytelling, but anyway. Right. I wanted to beat this one.
0: There's two Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm sure somewhere on the internet there's a couple of different, you know, Yodas. You know, who's <laughs> to say? Wouldn't that be funny? Like the big Yoda, Yoda Bowski or something. The Yoda <laughs> Lebowski.
0: The real Yoda. The Jedi Master. <laughs> it's just like some dude in a cardigan.
1: <laughs> like, hey, I'm Yoda. I, I, would, I would give a lot of money to see a movie about piece of shit Yoda's brother. <laughs> Um, Joda. Joda. It's
0: just like J O E dash
1: or it's just like Dan.
0: <laughs> Not even like the same species. No, it's just, just like he's it's a Toydarian. Like,
1: it's just a real deadbeat. Hey. <laughs> Jedi mind don't work on me. Only Russians. <laughs> um. But I wanted to play it as a man and beat it as a man.
0: What a man, what a man, and what And I a couldn't man, do it. No, I just, it's can...
1: too fucking much. You know, one in five men can't finish. I, I've <laughs> heard that. Holy God. Look at the size of this monster. Oh my God. We're watching tennis. I think. <laughs> he faith. just dwarfed him. My Lord. Riley Opelka. Is that our man? Yeah. Well, he lost, so...
0: It's a Fabio Fagnini. I gotta I gotta look up our boy Riley, because he
1: Riley. Huge Yeah a Pelka.
0: What were we talking about? Are you talking about Final Fantasy?
1: Yeah, but like what were we talking about before that? Man. Six
0: feet eleven inches
1: tall. Yikes. Woo, Woo la He is a biggin. He is a big boy. Good lord. Well we got one American. So there's that. Sam Query. Yeah. That Americans? That Argentinian's name is Guido. It's a bit on the nose. So there's that. Wait, that's the Italian? Yeah. Why is he wearing a German kit? You're German. I'm not. You're not? I'm not That'd even surprised. I'm not even a little bit German. I'm German. Brust. <laughs> German. I don't believe that for a second. Uh look it up. Okay, Google. Is Doug German? Did you ask if I'm German? Here's
0: a result from Facebook.
1: We're gonna find out today. But yeah, no, those those RPGs are too much for me. What the fuck? I'm sorry. They're just too much for me. I I, I don't They're know. They're very dense. They're just too. It's too much. What
0: I don't like is most of the time it seems like. The combat's like, run up, slash, it says miss, and then you run back and lock.
1: Oh, yeah, so... And
0: that's not my style. I'm I'm, a, I'm an in-the-fray kind of guy. So
1: that's, like, the new thing with the um, the Final Fantasy VII remaster that's coming out at some point this decade. Allegedly. Allegedly. Is that it was originally being made to be more like a Kingdom Hearts, a lot like, free-moving combat. Oh, that still means nothing to me. Okay. Free-moving... Okay, I like how you pay attention to it. When I speak Sorry, and... Vin
0: Diesel it, had a new post on Instagram, and I wanted to see if it was related to Fast and Furious. Is he gay? Does Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel is gay? I think he has a family. Well, not that gay people can't have families. <laughs> you know what, I'm probably just going to cut that whole thing up. I think he's married to a woman, um, is what I meant to say. Well, I
1: think Elton John was married to a woman, too. If
0: you had to guess Vin Diesel's birthday, birth name, what would you think it would be?
1: It's not Vincent. It's probably Augustus. No. Okay. Mark. That's disappointing. Mark Sinclair. That's disappointing. I don't know why. I was more disappointed to find that his last name wasn't Diesel. (laughs) This is Mark unleaded. Where did he get it? Meet him. So. Please, please. I think he stole his brother's name. Oh, in the womb?
0: Well, his brother was alive. He's still alive.
1: <laughs> Larceny in um, utero? You're
0: trying to figure out, were his parents divorced? Um, he was raised... Hard. Vin Diesel was born Mark Sinclair in Alameda County, California, along with his fraternal twin brother, Paul Vincent. Hey, there's your boy. He is my boy. That's why we're watching this. Oh, okay. Rafael um, Nadal. His, his match starts at 10, post-Meridian. Mm. Mm. He was raised by his astrologer slash psychologicalist, psycholo- psychologist mother. Psychologist? <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. Dolores Shirlene Sinclair. An adoptive father, Irving H. Vincent. An acting instructor and theater manager at an artist housing project in New York City's Greenwich Village.
1: Hmm. One of those people.
0: He never knew his biological father. His mother is white with English, German, Scottish, and Irish ancestry, and his adoptive father is African American. Referring to his biological father's background, Diesel has said that he himself is definitely a person of color. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how his brother's last name is Vincent,
1: if they are twins. His last name is Vincent? Yes, unless... How can that be a last name? I don't know. Douglas is the last name. Yeah, I know that. Vincent is
0: also a first name. It is. As is Douglas.
1: Oh. Alright. Well, that seems weirdly... <laughs> stupid. Right.
0: Well, I don't know. Why are we looking at Vin Diesel? I don't know. You were trying I...
1: to see if he's gay. Does
0: Vin Diesel is gay? Yeah,
1: asking for a friend. Diesel in the meantime
0: entangled he's 50
1: yeah he's getting up there
0: actually he's 52 soon to be 53 here's an article from March 29 2006 Vin Diesel slams gay rumors
1: like in the butt or I don't know you gonna read the article to me or what
0: ugh Guess. Hollywood action star Vin Diesel has slammed rumors he is gay and remains defiant about keeping his personal life private. So (laughs) that. The Triple X star is notoriously guarded when it comes to his romantic relationships. He explains, I'm not. Well, that's not. It's a horrible Vin Diesel. That's.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm
0: trying to get it. It's down there. It's not like it's down there. I don't really explain. I'm not going to put it out there on a magazine cover like some other actors. I come from the Harrison Ford, Marlon Brando, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Code of Silence. Why did he name five people? (laughs) Diesel claims he prefers to date in Europe where he's not as easily recognized and thinks celebrities dating other celebrities are just asking for trouble. Mm. The actor doesn't want people going through his garbage. Taking his photo at Starbucks or making his name into a Benifer style punchline saying it's a sucker's bet.
1: Well, to be fair, he could probably date in any city he wants now. It's true. Because he wouldn't be recognized. It's a burn. Um, what, what, what? why? Why are we bringing up Vin Diesel?
0: I don't know, but there's a Vin Diesel gay Pinterest page.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the first picture. That's good. Now, is there anything to the feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel? You I don't, seem you seem to be getting the anymore. anymore. anymore? Um, there. So do you know the origins? Um, I mean, I could probably surmise. So Vin Diesel is now a producer
0: on The Fast and Furious. Yes, Cruise. he owns has those been, movies. Yes. and has been for quite some time. Yeah, and so he can show up to work whenever he feels like it. Sure. And The Rock, sorry, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Has the work ethic of you show up every day no matter what. Mm-hmm. You get there before everyone else if possible and stay there all day long pretty yeah. much. And so on Fate of the Furious, the eighth movie in the Academy Award winning franchise, as it should be.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, <clears throat> I guess there were days where it's like everyone was ready to go but Vin Diesel wouldn't be there. Mm. Or maybe it was the seventh one. I think it was the seventh one because they didn't have any scenes together in the eighth one. Um, And I don't know how much Paul Walker's death affected that. I don't know if he was like the glue that kind of kept everything going. Uh-huh. <laughs> As glue does, keeps you going.
1: <laughs> it's really lubricating. We just throw some Elmers in that in that gearbox. <laughs> this hinge is squeaking. How can we fix it? Oh, let's throw some glue in there. <laughs> Honey, would you get the Astroglide? No, wait. Tonight's special. Get that liquid concrete.
0: (laughs) But they've apparently buried the hatchet. Okay. I hope so. The Rock isn't going to be in the next Fast and Furious because he just had Hobbs and Shaw. Right. But he is slated to come back for the 10th one. The 10th and allegedly final one.
1: Well, I mean, it's a good number to end on.
0: It is. How many movie series get to go to 10?
1: Many. They're just on the sci-fi network.
0: That's true. But how many of them have the same cast? That's fair. I'm not talking like Tremors 10 or Fred Ward. Hey,
1: don't you talk shit on Tremors 10. Tremors 10 was a great movie.
0: Does it have Fred Ward?
1: No, but it has Kevin Bacon. No, no, it doesn't. Does
0: does Fred Ward do anything Um,
1: It's It's pronounced Fredward.
0: (laughs) Fredward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is his name... Is it different in the in the years gone by? Hmm, same <laughs> as it ever was. <laughs> oh, I love it still. But no, because I, I I had heard that it was the other way around, and that it was um, the Rock was being a bit of a drama queen, mm. and that he like requested a bigger um, trailer and you need, like this, ex- dude? like, this thing or that thing. Now, doesn't he have his own trailer that he supplies?
0: I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Like, why not, really? I mean, if you're the highest-paid male actor of what the... Not, not the decade, but certainly 2018.
0: Yeah. Um, probably a couple years since, like,
1: 2015.
0: Mm-hmm. Once he started having, like, two to three movies coming out each year. Yeah. That have been just crushing it at the box office. <sighs> Looking at you, San Andreas.
1: Mm. Was San Andreas the same year as Baywatch? I think it was, I think Baywatch was the year after. Uh, that's a hell of a film. Baywatch. Yeah, I, I love that movie. We saw it together. We did. That was our first date. No, it wasn't.
0: No, it was like our twentieth.
1: Yeah, and you still didn't put out. Nope. Um, and I still won't, because I'm a good Christian girl. Um,
0: no, oh, that was a fun one.
1: Zach Efron. He was great. Am I imagining things, or did Josh Gad get his dick stuck in a chair? It wasn't Josh Gad. It wasn't Josh Gad? It was John Bass. John Bass. Bass. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish it was... Like, No, no offense to, to John Bass, but I wish it was Josh Gad. <laughs> I'm sure he gets that a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know that he's done
0: much else. I think he was on a show. I can't think of what it was. Uh, a show of some
1: repute. Uh oh, man. Josh, uh,
0: Josh Gad, John Bass and Dan Fogler are just all
1: all the same person. You know what though Dan Fogler was in a he was in a movie or a show recently and he was actually really, really good. He's been in The Walking
0: Dead for the past couple seasons. Um it probably wasn't that what 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 I and mean, you... he's in the new Harry Potter prequels?
1: What was your first exposure to him?
0: Dan Fogler? Yeah, that movie Fanboys? Really i think so
1: okay so that was i was the first
0: one that i like knew who he was in it
1: i watched fanboys after i'd seen
0: <sighs> maybe take me home tonight
1: Taking me home tonight it was a great great ass movie but i watched balls of fury first
0: oh the ping pong one yes that is a funny one
1: i love that a lot <laughs>
0: wasn't christopher walken like the
1: yeah the big bad guy in it or whatever yeah he he was um <laughs> Allegedly, he's also in a movie called Don Peyote, which I feel like we should probably watch and review. I'm kind of surprised we haven't already. Uh, he was in In Like Flynn. Was he? He was in, I don't know. I watched something with him recently. I thought it was really quite good. He's also lost some weight. Yeah. He's looking great. Um, he's finally getting some some dues that he has owed... Ode. As he should. He's from Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, and he seems like it. he seems like the type.
1: Well, I guess he hasn't been in anything too recently. Walking TV was
0: maybe Crimes of Grindelwald.
1: He plays himself in Sharknado Five <laughs> to keep it on brand. I don't know what I watched him in then, but I watched him in something and I was really, really impressed. He's definitely been able to work through the, uh uh-huh, you're just like
0: the chunky, funny guy Mm -hmm. phase. And like, he's actually getting some rolls of substance.
1: Yeah, Take Me Home Tonight's really underrated, Jim. Your boy Topher? Uh Uh-huh.
0: Who's the girl in that one?
1: Uh, Hold on, give me one second. Give me one second. Please, Doug.
0: Take me home tonight.
1: Anna Ferris, Anna, Anna Ferris. Anna.
0: Yeah. But that's she's not the only one. Teresa Palmer. I think Teresa Palmer's like the If I'm I'm struggling to remember the
1: story. Um, Topher Grace. Is right? he
0: trying to get with Teresa Palmer? Yes. But like Anna Ferris is his like friend or something?
1: One of them is his sister.
0: Okay. Okay, it's Anna Ferris because they both have the same last uh-huh. name
1: in it take me home is Dan day.
0: Fogler trying to get with Chris Pratt's in it
1: what he sure is I think that's where they met Michelle Trachtenberg that's right I Demetri Martin
0: Bob Odenkirk's in it
1: Michael Ian Black Jay Jablonski a your boy it's your boy Jablonski Michael Douse Teresa Palmer is a looker buddy I've been saying it. You know, like Michael Ian Black... He's like a more approachable Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. You know, with less domestic violence. He directed
0: Stuber and Goon, the director of Take Me Home Tonight. Mm.
1: <coughs> Michael Ian Black is really good at playing, like, a smug cunt.
0: He's really good at playing Michael Ian Black.
1: Yeah, that's what I said.
0: <laughs> yeah, I said it. Was he Kids in the Hall... I do not know. I wonder. (laughs) I can tell you one thing. Hmm. He didn't love the 90s. Not like we did. Yeah, I know.
1: I like those shows, man. Bring those shows back.
0: I mean, those were always entertaining, but I do agree with what Gary Gallman has to say about them. What's he saying? He's just like, it's all people that you've never heard of, and they're just talking shit on the thing that you love the most. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I liked. So I liked, I love the 70s and I love the 80s. I love the 80s more. I don't know if you know this, you probably do. In a the 80s key. was a
0: great decade to look back on with that I, type of eye.
1: Yeah, I really had a thing for the 80s for like the longest time.
0: It was a time of splendor.
1: It was like all the good things from the 70s, but now in electric pink.
0: Right. Take like all the good things from the 70s, inject cocaine into its <sighs> veins. It was amazing. And let it run wild in Chuck E. Cheese.
1: As someone, as someone who was born in 1992, I loved growing up in the 80s. I really did. <laughs> and when I and then when I Love the 90s came on, it was really just exactly as Gary Goldman describes it. It's just like, huh? Well, I liked that thing, so yeah. You know, don't shit on it. Maybe but I think it was just like a real tonal change. Yeah. from like the 70s and the 80s where I do remember them looking back on those decades very fondly and then when the 90s came around it was like making fun of like the dancing baby email chain and like right. just stuff like that and it's like I don't know why everybody's ripping on it now and then I thought perhaps they'd come out with like an I love the 2000s or I love the aughts if you will
0: I mean I'm sure it's coming to that point now that we're you know.
1: 20 years removed
0: yeah so. um I do. What I always enjoyed was when they would do like the, like earnest events, mm-hmm. and like kind of not look, look at the joke angle, but like look at why it was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, the thing that comes to mind is uh, Tony Hawk doing the nine hundred the first time.
1: Yeah. And I remember watching that live. Mm-hmm. I don't. I remember watching that, but I don't know why. It just didn't seem as significant, like at the time. Mm-hmm. Like people, like they went mad, but like it was X Games. Like X Games were the <laughs> shit back in the day, though. Now they're just shit. Yeah, now they're just shit. But like
0: in a post Tony Hawk Sean White world, I don't even know who the those
1: athletes are. At this No, point. honestly, um, I I want to see there was a Ryan Cabrera. Does that name Back in the day, I think. Was thought. it still back in the day? I think so. Fuck, me, I Because I don't think know. he was a character in Tony Hawk. Well, there you go. I, Child. I, Child. So I, I remember the 900, but so vaguely that it could have been that I just watched it on the internet. Yeah. What I do remember distinctly, and we may have gone over this before, but that guy who fucked up the ramp, and he hit the ground from like... 30 feet in the air and his
0: shoes flew off and his
1: shoes flew off oh i remember watching that and it was was, that the same it wasn't it wasn't the same event no this was like 2001 or two i think and he i think it was 2001
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um there was a lot of hard drops in 2001 that being one of them yeah
0: oh man i just remember watching like oh
1: yeah dude and the thing is like i remember how serendipitous it was that i even saw it in the first place because it was just on because i remember it was like probably during the early the late spring or the early summer right and we were cleaning out the basement and we just had the tv on so that it wasn't like too much like it was just something to listen to while we were boxing things up and for like a second i was like oh well this looks like it's gonna be interesting it's the big air competition (laughs) right and oh boy it was the only thing that I watched that time. Like that was the one thing that I stayed for.
0: I think it's Jake Brown.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Um, I'm watching the video.
1: That sounds right. Yeah, he got fucked up.
0: He goes off the initial ramp. Up
1: the oh, there it is. Oh, Osiris is into the sky. All right. You gonna Oh, you're gonna make me watch this too? I'm gonna make you watch
0: it without sound.
1: Oh, sure. Can't get copywritten here. <laughs> Copyrighted? I
0: don't know.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go. Up the ramp. Does his little flippy-do. And speed wobbles. Bye, son. He just gives up there. Oh. Yeah. And then I remember, like, somebody being like... <laughs> he, I remember somebody saying to me that, like, he actually didn't get that messed up. Like, he, he like, blacked out from the thing, but, like, he was okay. And then I, I looked later and He's let me
0: wheelchair bound
1: he yeah he got very very hurt yeah he what happened here um skateboarding that was in 2007 <whistles> i know right
0: that was in 2007 that it happened
1: i know well, All that right. was
0: still 13 years So he ago. walked
1: so, off, he walked after several minutes of unconsciousness, Brown walked off the ramp with assistance. But this is what happened to him, okay? He fell 45 feet. For you, uh, since we're international now, that's 14 meters for everybody else. Meters. Now, Brown's injuries were a fractured wrist, a fractured vertebrae, bruised liver, bruised lung, ruptured spleen, and a concussion. <clears> Oof. <throat> Jeez. There, that's like a list of things that you don't even want one of. No. Like if you bruise an internal organ, the
0: fact that he was able to walk away with all that going on yeah. inside him is you know a testament what, to.
1: Him. Oh, I mean, he probably had so much adrenaline going through his body. But what's funny to me is that, like, reading the word "bruise," like when you're a kid and you bruise something, it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, right? When you turn like 25 and you bruise something, it's like just fucking break it. Yeah. Just fucking break it. I can't I'm not here for a bruise. It God. <laughs> it's like dude, if you like bruise your arm, like if you if you like or like I don't know climbing something, you should be climbing at work and you fall and you bruise something. Like, you bruise your elbow, fucking just take it off. Just I'm not here for that, dude. It's like turf toe. It doesn't sound that bad, but you'd rather just like, shink, just shear off the whole goddamn foot.
0: I don't need it.
1: (laughs) I'd really, because you you can't walk, you just look at it like, why are you doing this to me? Tell me. Why have you betrayed me? (sighs) Oh, Jesus Christ. That's for true, though. Fucking bruises, man. They're the worst. And, like, you know when you get one, too. Especially, like, with your ego. Just, like, cut it off.
0: (laughs) Because that is, like, the ego is the thing that...
1: And that's the thing. Nobody in the history of having egos has ever broken it. You just bruise it. Wow. Shatter that ego. Like, what's it going to take to kill an ego? What do you do? (laughs) I feel like to
0: kill an ego, you have to be, like... Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, and just get destroyed in the public eye. I don't know, dude,
1: because that's the thing is both, of those, dudes, both like, of those dudes still feel like they didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, at this point... That's because they're villains. Well, sure. Villain. Not unlike your boy, friend of the pod, MC Ren. Right.
0: Well, actually, very unlike the villain in the... It's like in the hit TV show, Jimmy Neutron, when the classroom heartthrob, Nick, mm. says bad like me, and Mrs. Fowl
1: says, no, bad like the old version of bad. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh, Gary have a joke about that too? Ah,
0: Gary.
1: Yeah, I think it, in it was, like his latest special. Yeah. yeah. He was like... <laughs> I don't even know what the joke is, but he's basically... It's something about like... Um,
0: millennials. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he like... Wishes them all the best, but they just ruined the use of literally for him. But he was like, as as a jaded middle aged man, I can be like, you know what? Okay, we destroyed the world. You can have this. <laughs> you can have this.
1: Uh Maria Sharapova. Mm. Now, the other thing that I really enjoy watching on on YouTube is. Is black people listening to metal for the first time? Have you ever?
0: Um, I don't know that I have.
1: So they, it's like hip hop heads that usually listen to like hip hop as they do, and and they give their reactions to those, and that that's interesting too because it's like industry knowledge, you know, like they're speaking deeply in from a place of of uh, intelligence. And, like, they're giving me the ins and outs and what have yous on why this particular bar is relevant or what this means or, like, how you switched it up there. But, boy, when they listen to metal for the first time and they get hyped as fuck. Really? It really brings me so much joy. Because <laughs> the thing with, like, white people is we're so reserved. Like, even whenever we're, like, surprised or, like, feeling ourselves and, like, we're being as emotive as we possibly can, like, it's not really that interesting. mm mm-hmm. But like black people are so emotive (laughs) and it just gives me the most joy to see them happy because like I feel like a kind of happy black person seems a lot happier than the happiest white dude on the planet.
0: We take happiness for granted. We We, the whites. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the privilege. But like they act like... That's why we're always saying
0: smile more. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Kevin's always telling women to
1: smile. Please more. don't, don't. I don't do that. Please don't. Um, Kevin, Captain Scowls a lot. Is always telling women to smile more. It's just my RBF, okay. But like, I
0: think you're just gonna say, it. just the arc of my eyebrow.
1: <laughs> I tweeze with impunity. Now. <laughs> but like that sentence really, really hit me in a great place. <laughs> but watching them listen to like, especially Slipknot. Slipknot gets the best reactions. And now these these two guys that are that are somewhat famous in their in their own sphere. Uh, they're called Lost in Vegas. Right. Um, you should look them up if you haven't seen them already. It's just these two dudes. Um, I can't think of the, the, both of their names, so I won't say either. Lost in. Thank you. Vegas.
0: I'm oh, sorry. It's Lost but, Vegas. Yeah. And it's an N that
1: keeps them together. It's, jo- uh, it's George, George, and someone else. But they, um, they were doing like this. So their whole thing is that they're free thinkers and like they're oh, open to my wh- least favorite type of person. Right? They're open to like whatever. Like just give them something to listen to, and they'll still listen to it, and they'll re- review it objectively. And boy, once they started listening to metal, uh-huh. the whole game changed. Uh, the whole game changed, and you get reactions like, "Man, I didn't know this is what it was." Like I used to make fun of metalheads like my whole life, and I <laughs> didn't know this is what it was. Like I never once thought to like listen to it because I was like, "It's all screaming or whatever." Right. This is amazing, and it's just like I still think it's just that. Well, sure, but seeing them get the kind of joy. That I wish that I still got. Because, like, I guess, like, now I take it for granted. Kind of like a
0: few weeks ago when you asked me, like, what song do you wish you could hear again for the first time? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's along the same lines. It's like, I mean, I I know what it is. Like, sometimes there's a band that genuinely surprises me, like Sergio Simpson's Sound and Fury. Right. I still haven't turned that album off. It's been like a month. The children are getting worried. (laughs) Uh, It's genuinely surprised. Like, it's a new sound that I love. And that joy is so fleeting. Like once that goes away, like RTJ four is going to come out in the next couple of months and like, that'll be great. But I know what I'm getting into there. So it's still not quite the same thing. Well, if you like that album, uh uh-huh. Sturgill Simpson, yeah, you'd probably like some black keys stuff. You think? Cause
0: they're his album sounds a lot like the black keys most recent album mm-hmm. and a very like blues rock, but kind of like a little bit harder than that yeah. type way.
1: Uh, I'd give him a shot. Um you said the black keys? Yes. Hmm. Who do I get them? I get the black keys mixed up with um
0: The white stripes.
1: No. (laughs) The Arctic monkeys.
0: Oh, I like both, so. Ooh, Cheropova just lost something fierce. What was
1: it, wait? Was it that Bodie? Um, cut that out. And so...
0: <laughs> I'm leaving that in. And actually, what I'm going to do is do a hard cut to that. For my like, Kevin Tells Women, they need to smile more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, what was I going to say? Anywho, um, seeing them get the joy that it used to bring me makes me a small bit. It makes me feel like the same thing. Yeah. in a small in a small way so I like watching them discover what I've always known. Um, and conversely like I like to listen to them watch like listen to new rap because like the very limited scope that I listen to rap yes um, I have my opinions but it's nice to know that like the people that do listen to it like almost exclusively I hold the same opinions as they do on some matters. Mm-hmm. so that makes me feel a little validated especially when i'm so far out of my element but um no that's like literally like hours of entertainment really um the so going back when I asked you what's the song you wish you could hear for the same time yes I didn't think about it a lot i, pre- I maybe we were drinking a lot that night or maybe it was very late when i did ask i didn't yeah. put a tremendous amount could have of, been
0: some combination it
1: could two. yeah it was probably a little a a little b i didn't put a ton of Thought into my answer because there's like entire genres I wish I could discover again for the first time. But I think that my answer was um, the Disturbed cover of the Sound of Silence, yes, which was. is very divisive. It's a very divisive song because there's a lot of people that say like should have never been covered in the first place, let alone by Disturbed. Uh-huh. Um, I just I just think objectively, it's it's a more I consider it like. Not so much a cover, more like a reimagining. Yeah. Um, Because it's performed differently.
0: Yeah. It's performed like a ballad.
1: Yeah. And a lot of, I don't know who said it first, if it was like somebody important or if it really was just YouTube commenters, but every single um channel that produced this music video or a cover or a YouTube reacts there's always a comment in the comment section that says like the um, Simon Garfunkel version was like um, a quiet almost um, foretelling of what would happen it's
0: it's kind of a mournful tune
1: and then okay and then then the disturbed version is like, The messenger being angry that he saw what was going to happen, he told us, and we didn't do anything anyway. Right. So, based off of that,
0: whereas Simon and Garfunkel was like, "We're just watching this play
1: out." Yeah. And Paul and Art, as I call them, sure. Um, I we really only talk about Art here, but
0: (laughs) really, that's not often.
1: but the Paul
0: Simon no thank you Art Garfunkel all the way we
1: want the sad one <laughs> we want the one with the hair <laughs> and I'm sure he had some talent yeah I mean it's yet to be discovered but I'm sure it's there somewhere <laughs> um me and Julio not for me <laughs> but um
0: Buster Baxter went away then he came back yes please
1: that's that's Drake meme that's on repeat <laughs> But all right, so listening to them, like watching that those reactions, is like the same thing because that's that's one where I spent like probably a good like two hours one day just going because there's always one part. Um, it's it's always the part where he sings. Um, the part on the uh, and the words of the prophets were written on the uh, subway walls. Mm -hmm. and tenement halls Mm -hmm. whenever his voice raises there uh that's when everybody loses their mind and it's like jaws drop and like a lot of the girls that were like review it they start crying
0: Uh like
1: like not even just like
0: maybe i need to hear it again maybe i haven't heard it since like like came
1: out eight out of ten times people start welling right there and it's it's interesting that it has such a repeat static effect I don't know if I use that word properly, but like Static. every single time, right there, the chances are so high that everybody has the same reaction. And um, interesting, based off of that, that's why I like that. But again, with like the metal and stuff, especially when it's hype, like with Slipknot with like a lot of energy, mm-hmm. um, or Gojira with a lot of energy, <gasps> Oh, go- Gojira, yeah. um, it's it's a lot of fun to watch them because like that gives me like, I like. I don't really subscribe to a lot of YouTube channels, but like probably the last like eight or nine people that I've subbed to uh-huh. are like hip hop heads that occasionally react to metal videos. Oh. And that's that's where I spend a lot of my time on the YouTube. And that's the T Sis. Mm hmm.
0: If there was an album I could hear for the first time again, yeah. it would be De La Soul is Dead by De La Soul. Yeah. Because. I remember the first time I listened to it; it was like nothing I'd ever heard before. Yeah, and I had already been listening to rap by that point. Hmm. Um. But it was just because it's an album built entirely on samples. Like oh, all the beats. okay. Um. And it's just incredible. It's mm. it is my favorite album yeah. of all time. Of
1: all time, yeah. But like a lot, or is it contentious? Contented? Um, contentious.
0: it's probably by a lot. Yeah. I think my top three go La Soul is Dead by La Soul,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Plastic Beach, Gorillas, mm-hmm. and 2001.
1: Oh, that's good. Dr. Dre. That's good. I'm wondering who, what mine would be. I don't know. Mine would probably be... Mine would probably be... And Justice for All by Metallica. fortress by protest the hero i might i might. so you only did a top three right yeah if it's got to be a top three then it's got to be blast tyrant by clutch mm. but if i can extend it to a very close fourth mm-hmm. it would be tearing at the seams by nathaniel Ratliff.
0: oh interesting but those my fourth is my beautiful dark Twist in fantasy mm.
1: kanye slipping in there how's your boy doing
0: I haven't talked to him in a while. No, I don't know. He's, um,
1: he's slipping. He's starting that mega church with shaboy. Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. <laughs> Joel Osteen,
0: notoriously my boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. When everyone criticized him for not opening his <laughs> mega church to people during Hurricane Harvey, I was like, you know what? It's his property.
1: <laughs> the notorious boi. <laughs>
0: It's his property. He can do with it as he pleases. It's my church, and I can do what I want I'm to. Gonna hunker down in this football stadium-sized church with just my wife, it will be safe from the rains.
1: The fuck? Who'd
0: we'll be writing to you? Uh,
1: but, uh... Oh, so, good thing that we brought up that whole music thing, because I wanted to ask you a question.
0: Tell me the question. The and I want you question. to think
1: about it, because I, I like for this to garner some discussion here. Right. What are... I'll give you a choice. I'm not going to say what's the movie, because I feel like that's too <laughs> final a point. But right. what are some of the greatest movies you've ever seen that you will never watch again?
0: Ooh, interessante question.
1: I thought of that on, like, last Wednesday. Right. But since we only record on Mondays, I had to sit on that one for a while. Interesting. That is a while. I've been excited to ask you. Um. huh. 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 I've thought about maybe Inception. Yeah. I have no want to watch Inception again or. Not that I don't like Leo, but it just so happens that Shutter Island is another one that comes up. I have no real... Well, that's the thing with Shutter Island is that by the time it ends, that that whole twist is like the whole movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, once you know...
0: Well, if I remember correctly, the book
1: has multiple
0: twists at the end where it's like... It leaves it much more ambiguous whether he's actually crazy or not
1: okay okay well alright so that's but the thing. I, I think the movie's just like I don't know he's been crazy this whole time mm-hmm. well he does have a small he does have that small line at the end mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what he says but like it's right before am I are we spoiling this when did that movie come out 2007
0: 2006
1: alright you had 15 years 14 years
0: actually I think it was later
1: than that hey Google when did Shutter Island come out
0: Shutter Island came out in the United States of America on February 19th, 2010. Why did it do that? It's a
1: February 19th. All right. So I mean, what a goofball. What a goofball he is. It's Oh, wow. He's that's a, Federer. Just Is he messing up with Andre? Or? No, that's someone on his staff. Oh, okay. He hid, look at him. He's hiding from them. He's like, like a ooh. little goof. Why don't you go ahead and get in that pawn for going to be a silly goose? Come on now. Oh, they can't see him. He's actually going to scare him, I bet.
0: Oh, he got him. He, oh, got, him. Got, got him. he got him. Got him. Got him.
1: Anywho. Um, right. Uh, Shutter Island. He says a thing at the end where it, it kind of does leave it up to, like, well, maybe he's not crazy and he's just playing along. Because, like, isn't there some great tragedy with him? Like, the reason his, he's in there in the first place is because of, like...
0: His wife killed their kids.
1: Yeah. So, like, one of the things is that he, like, agrees to be lobotomized. But it was, like, in...
0: The reality was that his wife killed their kids. Yeah. But he had, like, made it... He had invented, like, a third-party character who, like, burned their house down and the kids died in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Or something like that.
1: Well, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. But that said, like, I wasn't really that captivated by it the first time I watched it.
0: Rah. Rah.
1: And uh, I'd say that's probably one of them. A lot of Leo movies could probably fit there. I don't really want to watch (laughs) Django either. I'm going to be honest with you. See, I like
0: Django, but it's interesting because the first thing that came to my mind was Gangs of New York. Yeah. Because that one's just such a commitment, it feels like.
1: Yeah, I've seen Gangs multiple times. I'm a big Gangs fan. You
0: are. You love Gang Warfare.
1: I do love Gang Warfare. I love Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, Phantom Thread. Never again. I never watched it. Loved it. Amazing movie. Paul Thomas Anderson's a genius. Never want to watch his movies again. too long too dense I
0: mean yeah There Will Be Blood I watched I was like this is a fantastic movie Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'll ever be like you know what I feel like watching that again it's probably going to be years
1: yeah because that's another one man like even the the whole aesthetic of that movie I love it I love everything about that movie the intrigue like the the people fighting against each other the underhandedness of everything (laughs) not again not for me
0: playing one side against the the other other in bed with everybody
1: (laughs) fabulous stuff (laughs) <laughs> but it's just... It's it's too much. So pretty much anything that Paul Thomas Anderson's done, mm-hmm. one and done. Um,
0: this is a great question.
1: And I love how you're not answering it.
0: It's because it's difficult, because I like watching movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Inception I could watch again. I haven't watched it probably since it came out on DVD. And with... Our friend's parents at an yeah. Halloween party. <laughs> so where are you going to college? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Let me think. My mind is jumping toward, like, the grand scale epics, but, like, I do enjoy watching those, so probably less. Mm-hmm. You know what? Lawrence of Arabia... Yeah. It's a four-hour movie. Yeah. And the first time I watched it, I was like, this is a fantastic movie. I'm glad I, fin- glad I finally watched it. I don't know when I'll ever set time aside again to watch it. You know
1: what, though? It. Sometimes it feels good to put that movie back up on the shelf, knowing mm-hmm. that it's not coming down for an extended period of time.
0: It becomes like a leather-bound classic that mm-hmm. like it's kind of there for decoration like oh you're cultured yeah. you have Lawrence of Arabia one of the few on movies Blue
1: Arabia, <laughs> one of the few movies where it actually takes longer to watch the movie than it does to read the book yeah honestly but um T E Lawrence his
0: life was shorter than that movie
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Oh Arabia
0: What else what other ones are there? There have been so many movies. Yeah. I I think back, because I go to the movies a lot mm-hmm. on a good year. Yeah. Um, and I've seen... There was a streak where I went to the movies about 50 times a year for like six years. So I saw a lot of movies in that time period. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, there's some that's like, oh, that was good. I'll probably never watch again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Walk was one of them with Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Oh yeah, doing the
0: high-rise act between the World Trade Center.
1: Yeah, not for the... I name. enjoyed
0: the movie. I don't know
1: that I'll ever watch it again. Did you see 127 Hours? I saw it on TV.
0: Yeah, and that's I, another one. It's like it's yeah. There was I thought it was good, not great.
1: Yeah. So those, what would you even call that? It's because it's not quite a mockumentary. No, it's not quite a docudrama.
0: It's closer to found footage.
1: Yeah. But
0: because I think it's just fixed camera angles, right? Mm -hmm. Until they do like the artistic shots of
1: scenery. I guess that's another one. um, Any of the Blair Witch movies? No, thank you.
0: I mean, I fell asleep during the second one. You did. Second one. Uh I own the first one, but I haven't watched it yet.
1: Ironically, I would watch pretty much any of the Paranormal Activity movies again.
0: I I only saw one of them and it really freaked me out.
1: There you go. It was... Maybe the first one? The first one was honestly so fucking good.
0: The first one where it like ends with a dude sitting on the couch and his wife just comes up behind him. That
1: and is the second or third one. Okay. I want to say it's the third one. That's the one I saw. That one's... Oh, wait. No. That is the that is the second one. Okay. So it's not his wife. It's the girl from the first one. Oh. I think okay. that's the second one. Because the fir- one of them takes place in the 80s and it's... There's
0: something about the detachment of like the nanny cams uh and like
1: just how casual she just walks up. (sighs) So that's the like, dude, the first one, the first one was so like original Mm -hmm. that
0: because it was found footage, but it wasn't shaky cam.
1: Yeah. It was so original and everything was like, like, yeah, we've seen all this in in the abstract before. And then like when you put it together, it's like really like, it really felt like you're watching like through nanny cams. Right. And then by the second one, they had to not really raise the stakes, but they had to do the same thing on a bigger level. Right. So like in the first one, when like small shit would happen, and you have to be like hyper aware of that. in mm-hmm. the second one and the subsequent movies, instead of watching like a single potpourri ball roll out of a bowl and off the table, and you have to be like, oh shit, it's like an entire kitchen levitates. Yeah. And then drops. Uh, that was, I think, in the th- the third one was in the eighties. Okay, that's what it was. So th- it must have been the second one that she.
0: So the third one's kind of like, all right, let's get back to how this all started, or something. It's like it that.
1: gets closer to it. Um, it's really interesting. How, how many they, were there? There were six. Jesus. Well, here's the thing, though. They weren't like sci fi movies. They weren't like sci fi channel movies. But
0: they came out like one a year, didn't they?
1: Yeah, about that. Um, something to kinda that like effect. The I mean. Saws. Yeah, the saws got out of control, and to a, a lesser extent, but the paranormal. The saws activ-
0: just became torture porn.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm not here for gore. Why are we like, watching
0: I'm- Dominic team when Nadal is playing
1: now? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Minorino. Menarino. Yeah, it's Manarino. Okay, so Menarino, uh, Menarino. The paranormal activity movies actually stayed really on brand. Yeah, um, even though they got like there was. Basically a different cast, every single movie, and very little reoccurring cast, uh-huh. um, except for the girl that plays Katie, I want to say her name's Katie, the, the woman from the first one who's breaking necks and cashing checks. Right. Um, she's in a couple of them in, in the same role, but it's really- Is she like,
0: possessed all the way through?
1: Basically. Okay. She, it's really interesting how the whole thing comes full circle by the end. Mm. And but the way that it comes full circle, it's like quite literally full circle. Like time is a circle, oh. and it leads you to the idea that like this is gonna keep happening, and now this is the circle that must be broken, right? And because the sixth one actually ends, I don't know if this is. I don't think anybody gives a shit anymore in twenty twenty, but like this the sixth one ends at the beginning of the first movie. Actually, the sixth one ends at the end of the first movie. All right, so think back. I'm sorry. So the first one, you said you saw the second one. Yeah. All right, so the first one ends where they all end in, like, the last big violent attack, right? Uh Uh-huh. So the last big violent attack in the first one is, like, the shot is from their ceiling cam on the bed. Uh But it's, like, towards the door. Okay. And it's whenever they notice that, like, they put the baby powder on the threshold of the Mm -hmm. room and they notice that the, the the footprints from the from like the hooves 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 they go into the room, but they don't come out. Wait, where are their hooves? Because it's a demon.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a ghosty.
1: No, no, it's a demon. Oh, that changes things. Yeah, it's a demon, and it seems like Kakarot or some shit. Goku. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, this is a demon, Vegeta. <laughs> but Katie, because you know she keeps getting like toyed with, and it's—I don't really right. know. We could probably do a deep dive if we wanted Part to. Her the
0: demon, it's her will. They won't. Yeah, they
1: it's you know, um, she like gets up like like the the whole like Undertaker coming out of the casket thing, where she like sits upright and then mm-hmm. like gets out of bed real slowly and then stands at the foot of the bed, and you see the timestamp on the on the video camera. And it's like just you know it shoots through the hours mm-hmm. and she's just standing there looking at her her husband, fiance, Mika, whatever. Um, she's like looking at him for like is that also a title nine <laughs> hours and then she walks very casually downstairs and then it breaks with her screaming bloody murder. shes she yells Mika and that's when I decided in my head that that is the scariest name to yell.
0: Uh, which letters drawn out is it the I or the a
1: It's the a. Well, it's not a battle cry. It doesn't crescendo. It starts at the M and it just follows through. (laughs) Um, That's that's what it looked like. (laughs) Um, There's our boy. There he is. See, even just what (laughs) is that fisheye lens that they're using? No, but even just that clean gray suit, it's very crisp. It's very crisp. And she, so she screams (laughs) in
0: like a photo booth together. (laughs)
1: You know, it's like the submarine at the Carnegie Museum <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> for the kids, bro. Anywho, um, she screams Mika, and that's what makes him wake up. But, of course, like she's already possessed at that point or whatever. Or maybe she snaps out of it. I don't know. But he comes running downstairs, and that's when he fucking flies right back through. Ooh! But the sixth one ends, and it makes you see that she didn't scream Mika because of the demon, they- she screams Mika because of the black kid that was the protagonist in the sixth movie, uh-huh. jumps through a fuck-off time portal and lands in their house, and that's who she sees. Interesting. So it's Why like, is there
0: a time portal?
1: The, the sixth one gets weird. I'm going to have to investigate the series, Arnold. not Yeah, we're going to have to pick a day. I'm off the next three days. We're going to have to pick a day <laughs> and just watch all six paranormal episodes. I mean, I'm sure they're streaming. I'm sh- I would hope so.
0: All right, rank the series Mm. in order from greatest to least greatest.
1: Well, I'll I'll do this much. The first one's the best one.
0: No, no, I mean rank. These are separate series.
1: Okay, then I don't know. All right, oh, you're going to give me series to rank. Okay.
0: (laughs) Paranormal Activity. Okay. Blair Witch Project. Okay. Grave Encounters. Oh,
1: buddy. Okay, I'm going to go... Paranormal Activity, Grave Encounters, Blair Witch. Yeah, that's what it's got to be. Grave Encounters. Really? Like, honestly, one of the greatest comeback stories of my lifetime.
0: Yeah. What
1: started off as a complete joke, and it ended up being, like, not even... They're not good, but they're just so entertaining. They're not
0: good, but... It's not even like they're so bad. They're good cuz they're really not that
1: bad either. No. They're nonsensical. So the thing with actually th- the end of the second one. Yeah. So the the thing with the first movie that I I may have brought up. So if there's any Chairman fans, what up? But <laughs> hit us up. Um we we watched when we reviewed movies as the whole podcast. We watched uh the first Grave Encounters. And I remember it was funny to me because if there's any if there's any um Ghost Adventures fans, it's like Ghost Adventures Grave Encounters, are you kidding me? The uh-huh. the whole movie is like shot for shot a retelling of a grave um or of a Ghost Adventures episode. Yeah. And I remember just like laughing my ass off the whole way. And then at some point completely forgot that it was borderline parody. Yeah. And I was like I was in. It was captivating. I was in. And I still have
0: It took some of the ideas from like Blair Witch. Yeah like time didn't pass.
1: Mm-hmm. Um And that's the thing is that like I've never seen a movie steal everything about the movie and pull it off so authentically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it really is the like the greatest mutt film I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just it's it's major parts of all these like hugely influential horror movies and shows, and it's just its own little bastard pizza.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Grave Encounters Two. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was in a different place, wasn't it? It was in a different place. Yeah, but the um, dude from the no, first it one wasn't.
0: Was it the same place? It's
1: the same place. They go back. But a different, a different team. Crew. Yeah, it's And a they different... find the dude from the first one. Yeah.
0: Who's batshit insane He's now.
1: He's batshit insane, yeah.
0: Um, oh, We should rewatch I this.
1: think it's his... It's his brother... It's his sister, right? Like, it's his Which sister... Which was
0: also ripped from... Well,
1: actually, this was before Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. So... And maybe they stole off. Yeah. You know, a little quid pro quo. <laughs> you steal from me, I steal from you. <laughs> now I am the master. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like his sister or whatever, and she believes that he's still alive. Because mm-hmm. um, it's one of those things where I always tell people when they watch TV shows, if you don't see the death on screen, they're not dead. Mm-hmm. Especially when you see people die on screen. Oh, yeah. If they if you set a precedent where you're going to kill people on screen, and someone, quote, like, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes here with the bunny ears, if they die off screen, they ain't dead. Hopper is yeah. alive, I'm telling you now. And
0: like if you see them get cut in half at the waist and they fall down a bottomless pit, they're still coming back. They're
1: still coming back, you know? It you might never be know.
0: like, oh, that's not really canon because it's in a TV show and mm-hmm. not the movie, but hey, they'll shoehorn him into the end of one Man of the movies. Man
1: too angry to die. That's yeah. what he was. Yeah. I would say. Anywho. Yeah, it's so back when we were doing like joke titles, like funny titles in the computer, not when we publish them every now and again because it's high up on the list I always see the, the the episode we did titled Red Door Bullshit Lies yes and it makes me laugh every time
0: that movie ended so weirdly that the portal thing
1: yeah that ended with a portal thing too
0: um,
1: um it, it's like they picked the same place as like the new Valhalla for the Thor movies mm-hmm. you know it's like a grassy field on the edge of a cliff oh yeah eh. Valhalla But we Uh may have to re-watch this movie. If you guys want to see us review movies again, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, Um, write to us. Shoot us a DM. You have our phone numbers. Just fucking text us. Honestly, you
0: do. You do.
1: Uh, So do that. Or follow us on social medias. You know. Or do both. You know what? You really should be doing everything.
0: Yeah. Because we're doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you. this is... A, I mean, all right. So, listen. This is where we're at right now, okay? This is a really um, gestational period. Mm-hmm. And anybody that jumps on now will be on our coattails when we get bigger. Yeah. You'd only be doing yourself a service by helping us. Exactly. So, help us help you.
0: This is pro bono work, too.
1: It, yeah. Someday you're going to have to pay for this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> if you do it now, if you get us hyped up now... Eh, pay in the future we'll see
0: uh, we'll see yeah. we'll see
1: oh um, yeah it wouldn't
0: take a lot to get me to re-watch the Grave Encounters movies th- I'm still waiting for the third
1: I think there should would you rather see a Tron 3 or a Grave Encounters 3 don't make me choose choose
0: you know what I'll say Grave Encounters 3 because I feel like there's unfinished business Mm-hmm. Tron legacy it ends on a hopeful note. I yeah. think there's unfinished business there too, but I think it also ends on a more hopeful note.
1: Yeah, I'm. I just has
0: ha- grave encounters too. There's a possessed dude murdering people out in the wild. Doesn't he die? Does he? Does he get killed by the police?
1: I don't know. I thought he died from like falling rubble or something.
0: Oh, no, I he, thought he. I thought he, he got the uh,
1: the old Lannister treatment.
0: He gets the portal out. This is spoiler alert for grave encounters 2. Yeah,
1: this two thousands d movie yeah
0: um because i don't even remember which character it was just no someone i bet his in. name
1: was like mike
0: yeah um he gets goes through the red door portal thing
1: mm-hmm. gets, which is literally a red door it's a french door
0: gets out in some like field out in the middle of like southern california somewhere
1: mm-hmm. dude grave encounters 2 came out a year later they rich. had that shit cocked and ready to go. So
0: for all we know, the dude may have been locked in that building for a whole year. Um, I wonder if it's a part one, part two thing, Infinity War, Endgame type
1: thing. Maybe.
0: Um. But i I feel like I remember a shot of him like on a highway, and police pulling up. Oh, that's right, dude. But I can't. I honestly can't remember if that was the beginning or the end.
1: That's right. Okay, so what it was was. The movie was leaked. The initial movie, like their footage, uh-huh. was leaked online.
0: Of Grave Encounters 2?
1: No, Grave Encounters 1. Okay. And... Oh, dude, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. Um, Dylan Playfair is in Grave Encounters 2. Dylan Playfair plays um, Riley on Letterkenny.
0: Okay. That's so great. This is where he got his
1: start. Yeah, Maybe. But uh Or she. It's a, it's a guy. Okay. He's actually really cute, I'd fuck him.
0: Because Dylan and Riley are both names that can go either way.
1: Uh he's
0: he's cutie. He's got a good flow. Dylan. I'm pretty sure he plays. People say Dylan and all I can think of is Apollo Creed. <laughs>
1: Dylan. Dylan. He's a cutie.
0: Meowin. Oh yeah. Hmm. I don't is remember it, him. Is me. he the crazy dude?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think so. He's not the bathtub dude. Oh god, dude, that bathtub scene fucked me up. Oh. The arms that coming out of the walls
0: got me. It was like half funny, half like when you think about it, oh, that'd be really disturbing yeah. to be a part of.
1: Um blech, but were, were
0: they was it nurses or like nuns that were super scary? I think it was
1: nurses. It was probably nurses. Because it was like a
0: sanitarium. It
1: was like a little silent hill, yeah. Yeah. Well, we should rewatch
0: this. We should re-watch, it. we should rewatch it. We should rewatch those and we should watch Haunting of Hill House.
1: I don't think I've seen that. I have not. Oh, girl. Oh, child. Interesting. Child. You could watch and review two years later. Yeah, before the second season comes out. I'll do it. I got nothing but time That's this good. week. <laughs> Next week, not so much. It's an important addendum. <laughs> Next week, uh, dearth of free time. Truly, uh, we are fastly approaching our runtime. So do you have any final thoughts? um, You never really answered my question. Yeah, but you
0: wouldn't know their names. Um, (laughs) This guy. What was your question? Oh, classic movie that... Or great movie that you wouldn't watch again. You probably won't watch again. Uh, Irishman.
1: Oh, you watched it? I did watch it. (sighs) Where Um, did you find 17 Hours?
0: Well, you should be unemployed. It works wonders. (laughs) Um... That marriage story I probably won't watch again.
1: Yeah. Was that was that worth the watch the first time?
0: I thought so. But it's like one of those things like I don't know when I would ever be in the mood to watch that again.
1: And that that has a lot to do with it is is less the like the runtime mm-hmm. all all the always so like with my whole thing with um Paul Thomas Anderson like that's basically the runtime. Yeah but there's a couple movies that are just so emotionally draining like I would assume A Marriage Story where it's just like where would you even find you couldn't even be in the emotion that's a one and done
0: yeah Manchester by the Seas another one I,
1: <laughs> um, I think we all know my
0: saga with that at this point I thought it was a genuinely good movie
1: but which which foils very well against my saying La La Land eight times in theaters <laughs>
0: I try to see it once, and nope, <laughs> no, I guess get this tragic story. Oh, man. Uh, you saw Moonlight, though. I did see Moonlight. I love Moonlight. What do you think about that one? I'd watch that again. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of... So, something like Manchester by the Sea, the factors that work in its favor are like great performances and a great story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Moonlight... You get great performances, great story. The fact that it's not something that I understand going into it. Oh, okay. It's not something that I'm familiar with. Grief, we've all <laughs> felt.
1: Don't really know grief so much. No,
0: grief, in like Manchester by the Sea, we've all felt some sort of grief. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that Moonlight has is just an incredible soundtrack. Oh, yeah. A lot of chopped and screwed mixes that are just mm, mm.
1: chef's kiss. Oh, double chef's kiss.
0: Yes. Italian chef's kiss. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, some older movies, mm. like A Bridge Too Far. Oh, or- yeah. Um, I thought it was good. Cast is stacked. Yeah, yeah. But, and that one's like partially like the length and the other is just like, there's not so much a story as it is just like historical retelling, but with characters. This poor motherfucker.
1: Yeah. You imagine having to go up against the doll in the first round. That I would honestly just forfeit, I think. It's like. Just save yourself the you're going up against ranked number one in the world for like 30 years in a row yeah
0: and he even after like injuries he's still got it he's a natural righty
1: mm-hmm. he
0: learned to play left handed to throw the competition off because there aren't as many left handed players he's a sadist
1: yeah honestly and they got Ellen DeGeneres doing commentary <laughs>
0: yeah oh, what's up with this What's the meaning of this shit? <laughs> tennis, am I right? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Alright. Um Anywho.
0: There's there are others. I'm just struggling to think of them. I feel like I just watched one. What was it though?
1: Couldn't tell you. Kevin, what was it? Ants. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen Ants. I mean, I've never seen Ants either. You know why? Because the Superior movie came out in the exact same year. Bugs Life? Hell yeah.
0: I feel like you have it backwards. I thought you were Team Ants. and no Oh, Bugs
1: hell no. Life. I'm, I'm Team Bugs Life. All the way, bro. Flick. I'm oh. more of a P.T. Flea kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Roly Bugs. T-
0: I was too young to appreciate that joke at the time. All right, let me see what my diary says.
1: Who was P.T. Flea?
0: Um, John Ratzenberger. Wasn't yep,
1: that? that sounds right.
0: Uh, uncut Gems.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I thought it was great. Probably will never watch it again. That's
1: the thing, is because there's so much stress in the last half hour of the movie. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing with, like, when you have... not twists. I won't mm-hmm. call it a twist ending, but, like, very stressful endings where you don't know how it's gonna go yeah that really only works like once unless you're watching it with somebody who doesn't know and then their stress becomes your own yeah um that really only works once so like I wouldn't get the same enjoyment out of it now it was a great performance by everybody yes I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't it's just that like it's just I don't know
0: Roma's it, another one.
1: It's like a gun. It's like a one of those guns that the Joker has that, like, shoots out a flag that says bang. Yeah. The first time you pull the trigger, is it a real gun? I don't know. But the second time, you know, it's just going to go bang. Yeah. So.
0: Speaking of which, Joker was a movie that I didn't like and I'll probably never, and I hope to never watch again. It won a
1: SAG award the other day, bruh. It did. Well, Walking Phoenix did. Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. Please.
0: Yeah. Um... Or as I like to call him Rivers Brother.
1: Yeah, he had really He's got like 17 brothers and they're all Waco Texas kids. Did you know that? No.
0: Yeah. No. Wait, were they all the uh like the cultist kids? Yeah.
1: Were they really? They, I swear to God. Okay, Google. Look at, don't don't you hold don't you Google against me. I'm my, Googling my against fucking you. Phone. Use your iPhone.
0: Wow, Queen. <laughs> Yas
1: Queen Phoenix. <laughs>
0: I think that might be the name of this episode. Yah, Phoenix. Um, let's just, I guess, go to his Wikipedia. His Wikipedia. Hmm. Joaquin Raphael Phoenix. Knee bottom.
1: Okay. Um, That's why they had such freaky deaky names.
0: Let's go early life
1: read it in out loud Rio
0: Phoenix was born Joaquin Rafael Bottom on October 28, 1974 in the Rio Piedras district of San Juan Puerto Rico to American parents from the US mainland he's the third of five children following river and rain and preceding liberty and summer Mhm. must be hippies great um, keep going all of whom are actors yep he also has a half sister named Dean from a previous relationship of his father He was born with a microform cleft lip, which has been mistaken for a scar on his upper lip. Phoenix's father, John Lee Bottom, is originally from California and is of mostly English, some German, and remote French ancestry. What is remote ancestry? Couldn't tell you. Look that up while I look this up. His mother, Arlen, was born in New York City to Ashkenazi. (laughs) Jewish parents alright I'm laughing because in my mind I always say Shaka Khan like the hit singer Shaka Khan um, whose families were from Russia and Hungary um, they married in 1969 and years later joined a religious cult the Children of God told you and began traveling throughout South America his parents eventually became disenchanted with the Children of God and decided Gond of God and decided to leave the group at the age of three. They decided to leave the group at the age of three. Wait, this is a weird sentence. Sound it out. His parents eventually became disenchanted with the children of God. Semicolon. They decided to leave the group and at the age of three, comma, he returned to the US. Okay, I missed and the first time. Okay. I was like, why are they leaving at the age of three? How did they become disenchanted so young?
1: See, I told you.
0: Well, now i got to look up Children of God, Um, which takes you to the page, The Family International. It was originally named Teens for Christ.
1: Oh, I think that's that documentary with like the the crying kids. Uh, I know you've seen it because it was like used as a joke.
0: Apocalypticism, spiritual revolution and happiness and distrust of the outside world yeah which the members called the system it began a method of evangelism called flirty fishing that used sex to show God's love and mercy and win converts resulting in controversy uh-huh. David Berg who was first called Moses David in the Texas press gave himself the titles of King the last end time prophet moses and probably his best nickname david
1: i'd say so on a final note remote ancestry is basically the line of people from whom a person's descend from whom a person's descends is referred to as their ancestry a second meaning relates to evolution so i'm assuming it's like if you're something before the mainstream thing. So it would be like saying that your ancestry is remote German and that you are like Visigoth.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like the difference between saying like, oh, I'm German, but like Bohemian.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you were your ancestors that you can most directly be like Related to, lived in a cave in the Rhineland Valley. (laughs) But we're just going to call you German or Austrian because that's just the easiest thing to do. (laughs) Uh, So now that we all know that, I have one last question for you. Answer, honestly. Yeah. Did you have fun? No. No? No, I did. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right, get out of here. No. You're such a kidder. I am a kidder. That was funny. I liked (laughs) that a lot. Um, Yeah, I thought this was a good one. So this was a good little episode we had some great discussion and uh I'm excited to keep that going um so yeah remember to blue slide guitarist
0: Jeremy Spencer of Fleetwood Mac was a member of this cult yeah I did know
1: that as well um like share subscribe do tell your friends do hire us to parties yada 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 thank you babies um don't be afraid (laughs) to pass us along and share um, or sunny, however you prefer it and uh, I got you babe I got you babe
0: <sighs> anyway
1: um, you know for we have fun I've been Kevin
0: I have always hmm? am always uh, Douglas hitherto Dangle McSwangle.
1: Is that it first of his name you and can
0: probably last
1: yeah most <laughs> i hope so um all right so that being said uh we will catch you next week we promise and hopefully big things coming
0: yeah.
1: thanks babies S- see you later ball bags we'll see ya Bye-bye. Bye bye